Pretty much. Yep, we nailed we it. Just sign off now. Yep. What are we like? Five, six weeks in. I I found it really funny that the Bigfoot Collectors Club guys did the same thing. It must be a. I'm sure Aristotle knows this, but podcast hosts must like to say the title in sync together each week. Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> like cool. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't you? But, yeah. Yeah. It's just noticed. a little game we play. Yep. All right, so that's my intro. Uh, I've got nothing else other than launching straight into Weird of the Week. If that's good for you, that's good I'd, for me. I'd, I'd love it. I don't think I have any snot stories or getting stung yeah. by a swarm of bees stories. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't have anything of my own personal Weird of the Week. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, I've got some Bowser's Backyard. Well, if it's light, hard, hit us with it's it. It's light. What is it? Yeah, Something yeah. crazy, but, you know... Uh, well, we we had Mr. Possum at the old place. We've got a Mr. Possum at this new place. Mm. And he comes almost nightly and uh, eats the fruit off our lawn because we have like an orange tree in the backyard. Yeah. And it's like clockwork seeing this little Mr. Possum come over the fence and down and walking and picking up fruit. He's super cute. But they're also really nasty looking. Like, yeah. They're, they they're, those, it's hard to explain with those things. They got like ropey tails, but their faces are cute. Yeah, till they like hiss at you, and then it's terrifying. They can look really, really gnarly up close. Yeah, but uh, but that's not even the story. I mean, there's some activity in Bowser's backyard with Mr. Possum. I guess Mr. Possum 2.0. But no, a couple nights ago, we heard a really bad fight across the street, cat fight, and Puck was involved, and he must have gotten scratched or bit. Something happened to his tail mm-hmm. because he comes back in the house and like you know out of it and he can't sit down it's so sad looking at him he's like ah fuck oh fuck and you know it's like when you're trying to go to sleep (laughs) with a cold and you can't get comfortable oh i watched him you know we called the vet and she was like you just just watch him if he's not eating that's a problem but if he's still eating he probably got a scratch or a bite you know he has all the shots blah 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 and he's been getting better, but it, it's been funny to see him every day like an old man. He's, he can't get comfortable. <laughs> and he can't go on his spaceship rides where he gets in a little box and I fly him around the yeah. house. You need to give um, him a spaceship uh, circular pillow for his little I Zupa. know. I need, I need to give him a, a hernia pillow. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was touching him to see where it hurt. And it was so cute because once I got to the base of his tail, he was like, Meh. It was the <laughs> saddest sound of like, yeah, that's it. Little sad man. But... I think he's starting to feel better today. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have anything kind of, there's nothing crazy happening over here. Puppy is getting bigger and. um, Oh my gosh, I completely forgot about the puppy. Yeah, all the animals are getting relatively along relatively well. Wait, hold on. uh, Let me try to remember the name of the puppy. Don't tell me. Okay. There was a pun involved. There was a pun. And uh, but it was kind of like a pun that you could ditch if you wanted to because it was two names and one mm-hmm. made it punny, but the other half you could just go. Damn! Yes, look at you. Oh yes. man, I remember that element of it, but I don't remember the name itself. Do- um, you ready? Puppy, dog, doggy. What is it? 
Margot. Margot Polo. Polo. Yes, Margot Polo. So Margot's doing great. She's getting Margo's a lot bigger. She's super playful right now. We're in that playful bite everything stage. I'm pretty sure she's Hell got yeah. fleas, which have been eating me because I have these little red marks all over the place. So I got to take her to the vet tomorrow to get flea medication. Yep. And um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, that's kind of it. That's yeah. kind of it. It's been a pretty mellow week, which has been completely fine. I'm starting to feel... Of- I'm sorry. I was going to say, I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, and I finally feel like I've gotten to the point where now I can kind of not compete with the people on yeah. Pinterest or uh, Instagram that have dedicated Animal Crossing posts, but I feel like I could, you know, shamefully hold my own against some of them where it's like I'm further enough in the game now that I'm like terrified, you know, terraform was it terraforming 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 sorry terraforming and uh and like you know making all these different layers to things and details and stuff so i'm getting there i'm getting there let me get your opinion on this regarding animal crossing sure i i've been playing as well but not a lot um now that noise is me getting my sushi out now that noise is me getting my sushi out Um, but I mean, like, but literally, my my actual sushi because I haven't eaten yet. Totally. <laughs> but also, um, God, what a sentence! Oh gosh, what? A, there, man. All right, ask me the Animal Crossing. It'd be thing. great if I had if I had gotten like a wiener schnitzel tonight, and I was like, and now I'm getting my wiener out. <laughs> literally. Um, I, it's one thing people have been giving me gifts, like my friends, because they know I like the dark stuff. So if they find a skeleton, they give it to me, or gravestones, yeah. they give it to me. How many gothic mirrors have you gotten? I actually haven't gotten a gothic mirror. Oh. I've gotten like skull body suit, skull helmet, skull wallpaper and floor. Um, yeah, a bug, big bug head to put on my wall. Yeah, you cool. Know. But what are your thoughts when I, then there's things you can build, you know, mm-hmm. that you need like that giant robot. Mm-hmm. Woody, I don't think if somebody, I've seen people get that as a gift. Yeah. And, and that kind of bugs me because I'm like, well, that's like you have to put in blood, sweat, and tears to get that. Something, a gift that falls out of the sky that then my friend gives to me. Okay, that's happenstance. That's, but but when it's something that you need to the skill to find the gold, to find the right metal, and build it, and then you get it as a gift, and you get to have that big fucking robot in your house. I don't know. Yeah, that just seems like a little bit of a. Well, I would say don't uh, judge them too harshly before you hear the entire story as to why that gift might be there. Because for all you know, mm-hmm. that person that got the robot as a gift could have had bells for or radishes for sale, for like in the hundreds. <laughs> gotcha. And they DM'd their friend and said, "Hey, I'm gonna dodo code you over today. You That's can true. have the run of this." Uh, and this friend now is paying that back by giving something stellar. Okay. Okay, I that's think true. that is perfectly acceptable. And it's actually, more of a bartering situation. Well, yeah, and actually, I think that that is how you should do it if you're going to do it at all. If anybody invites you over for bells, it took me a while to understand the rules. Like there's yeah. these unspoken social rules to Animal Crossing, but if somebody invites you over to sell radishes for like big money bells, that's going to be the name of my next album. Yeah, big um, money bells. <laughs> big money bells. Um, then. Uh, then by all means, you absolutely have to leave them a decent gift, whether that is part of the bells or whether that is, um, you know, something like like what you described. Right. 
I hear you. I'll be yeah. uh, less less judgmental moving forward. Yeah, but if if, if somebody's just dropping that, then it's kind of a show offy thing. Like, hey, I don't I even, think so too. I don't yeah. even need this humongous, very yeah, obviously expensive. Yeah, it feels like a little robot. little simpy, like a little. Uh, do you know what the word simp means, by the way? No, you mean humble braggy? That's what <sighs> no. I always. What's simpy? Is that what you said? Well, I'm saying simpy. Nobody says simpy. I mean, kind of, but. I've never even uh, heard of that. Dude, since I've been on TikTok with Onyx, I feel like I've been like doing a wilderness documentary about younger culture. Mm. Um, the terminology. Simp basically means somebody that's just uh, unabashedly supportive and dumb for someone. Like, mm. whatever you want, queen. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. Onyx is a simp. He would simp absolutely everyone so, like, and everything. like a white knight, but. Totally, white knight. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but a little bit of a different uh, spin on it, but the same basic. Yeah, yeah. A little so bit yeah, more if, desperate. Yeah. So yeah, sending somebody a giant robot like here, here, queen. Mm-hmm. Here's the giant robot that took me ninety hours to make. It just feels a little, a little. Simpy. I hear you. I hear you. Well, who knew we were gonna fall into this Animal Crossing? I know. Convo. I love which it. We is never talked about you and I. I know, but we finally found the 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 game that bridges. The Gap. Yeah. And it's Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, fuck it. All right. It. Uh, it's weird, and it's perfect for Weird of the Week. Hell yeah. Weird of the Week. Uh, first story is actually not anything crazy. Crazy. I just thought it was kind of interesting and funny. Uh, I got this story from The Mirror over in the UK. Cadbury has officially revealed where you should be storing their chocolate. So apparently... This is a thing. Did not know that. The big debate is where should you store their chocolate? Should you store it in the um, cupboard or should you store it in the fridge or freezer? Why? Um, Isn't that up to the user? I've always felt that way. But I mean, I guess per, I think it kind of, I think you can split off into different sections here. You could say from a, um, from the inventor's standpoint, from Cadbury's standpoint, they've probably done a lot of studies as to what, at what temperature and what kind of formulation their chocolate tastes best. Sure, And then sure, the other sure. road is the opposite side, which is like, hey, I bought this. I want to eat it however I enjoy eating it. Maybe I like that hard frozen texture. Maybe I like yep. something that is um, somewhat melty. I, you know, it's like an knows? alcohol company being like, here's how we recommend you take our Yes, that's product. how I, I view it. Um, but apparently this is a big thing. Uh, the article itself actually used the description um, as an example as to like some people like to put their ketchup in the fridge after they open it and some people like to store it in the cupboard. I I didn't even know that that, I thought, yeah, you should store it in the fridge. Not because I think it tastes better, but because I don't want mold or anything to grow on. I it. thought ketchup said once we're, you've opened me, I go in the fridge. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. So does peanut butter, though. But I don't put peanut butter in the fridge. Yeah, I know people. People don't. I think it's we so do, weird. but people don't. Yeah. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, this has been this is like a whole shebang in this article. So back. 
when they established established themselves in 1824, so Cadbury's been around for quite a long time, they have never actually publicly announced or come out, at least as far as this article is concerned, or myself, uh, with a statement as to which is the best way to handle this. And then recently, during everybody's lockdown, I think Australian Twitter started up a heated Twitter debate as to which do you prefer, which one's the proper way, in the cupboard or in the fridge. Yeah. And uh, Cadbury actually came out and said it should be stored in the cupboard, not the fridge. Yikes. Yeah. I don't know. I love Cadbury cream eggs. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I like them in the fridge. I would mm-hmm. only ever uh, there's something to the texture of the cream, and they're not just talking about cream eggs, right? They're just saying they're they're chocolate, chocolate in general. In fact, I would say they're probably defaulting more to their chocolate bars than their like tchotchke holiday candy. Yeah, I hear you. But I in regards to their eggs, that cream when it's room temp is a little hard to stomach. Whereas well, when yeah, it comes out it's of the texture's fridge, texture's a little rough too. Yeah. Yeah, but coming out of the fridge, I can take it a little bit easier. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I'll take I love that you're um, force feeding yourself candy. No, I haven't had a Cadbury cream egg in probably a decade. But man, oh. I dream. I dream about them. Really? Uh, yeah, I love them. I, I used to be them. so into um, things like. Uh, gosh, we're really going off off the rails. Forget it. I'm bringing it back. Never mind. <laughs> what well, well, are you going to well, cher- just something candy? Cher- well, like cherry cordials, like Queen Mary yeah, cherry yeah, cordials, yeah. you know. Um, I used to love chocolate-covered cherries. Uh, cherry cordials is the fancy, old-fashioned way of saying totally. that. Totally. But, um, but uh, and then, and I mean, I mean, I would eat them by the box at Christmas time because that's when they would yeah. always show up at the house. And then randomly one time I was just like, done, don't want it anymore, over mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I know you reached, you reached uh, critical mass or whatever. Yep. Yeah, Maximum capacity. Mm-hmm. All right. So it kills me to say that I got this from Fox News, but I got this these next two uh, weird of the weeks from Fox News. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yikes. Uh, but they're pretty funny. Uh, yeah. So the first one is beards evolved so that men could take bigger punches to the head. Interesting. Yeah, so apparently there's research that shows that facial hair might have actually evolved to help humans who are fighting over resources such as food have a better chance of taking a, you know, a blow to the head and either sucking it up and dealing with it and getting the food or just not getting killed, you know. Uh, but this is a new study published by the Integrative Organis- Organismal... Or organismal. Organ organismal. Check this one out. O R G A N I S M A L. Organi- organismal. Organismal. Like what? I always uh organismal. I always just have Google say it for me. Okay. Um, but you won't be able to hear it because my headphones are in, but I'll hear oh, it. All right. It is well, pronounced well at least I'll at least get it. Oh, oh, great. A two-second-long video that just says the word or- organismal has an ad in front of it. Here we go. It's pronounced... Ah, fuck me. Pardon me. It's not pronounced fuck me. <laughs> it's just that it's taken a long time. Here we go. It... Yeah. Organismal. Organismal. Okay, so the Integrative Organismal mm-hmm. Biology Journal. 
I did that. Um, a la, uh, 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 what's the game? What's the game? What's Portal? Thank you. You know, Thank yeah. You, Jess's brain. All right. So this is a quote from um, this article, Odd Fox, uh, from the people studying it. Uh, Quote, we found that fully furred samples were capable of absorbing more energy than plucked and sheared samples. And they're talking about plucked and sheared and fully furred because they didn't use actual people in this test. They used like sheep sure. skin and things like that. Uh, um, so, yes, uh, we found that the fully furred samples were capable of absorbing more energy than plucked and sheared samples, according to the jaw-dropping experiment conducted by biologists Ethan Baceres, Stephen Nalway, and David Carrier. Uh, scientists found that peak force was 16% greater and that the total energy absorbed was 37% greater for bearded folks versus unbearded folks. That's a lot more than I would expect because I'm Me sitting here, too. you know, and maybe you can hear it on the mic, Aristotle, but I'm sitting here touching my beard with my fist and I just don't, I don't think it would absorb much force at all. And what about those guys that can't grow beards? Yeah, I know. I know. I, uh, I honestly, I mean, I hate that I started losing my hair so young, but at the same time, if I couldn't grow a beard, I don't know, man. I may trade beard hair for head hair. I mean, really? vice versa. Yeah, I I don't know. I I mean, I hate that I can't have a full head of hair, but when I th- when I have like a guy friend that's like, yeah, this is the this is as good as it gets, and it's like trash. I'm like, fuck, dude. I don't want to be you. Do you know? I don't think I've ever seen you without facial hair. I don't even know what your face looks like. I think you've seen me with without facial hair. I think. Um, well, you've definitely, we've made videos together where I just have a mustache. Well, yeah, but that's still Bowsery yeah. enough that right, it looks right, right. like you. Right. But I mean, like, if you walked in totally clean shaven, yeah. I don't know if I would be able to process that. If I walked in clean shaven and also, like, had a wig or somewhere where it felt like there was hair up here and I dressed a little differently, I bet you I could go, like, 15 minutes without being recognized by oh, you. F- for sure. I'm not I, even saying facial disguise. I'm just saying yeah, just straight. Ha- hair on my head and, and and I'm wearing a blazer. Yeah, just a straight shave. Yeah, I would not. I, yeah. I agree. I agree with that that uh, theory completely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I As it is, I barely recognize people I, I really truly know in real life anyway because I always know people due to context clues. Does that make sense? Oh, without a doubt. I and When so I see if, someone on the street uh, that I know from work or whatever, yeah. I'm like, who the fuck is that person? Yeah. So, like, I could be working. So, like, the, just the, the games industry in general, since that's what I usually work in. I could be, let's say I'm working at E3. I could work with the same person for, like, five years at E3 every year. And then if I saw them, like, a half, a, like, half a year later on the street, in like downtown LA, I would yeah. know that I recognized them, but I wouldn't be able to place them. And it's not yeah. because I don't know them, because if you literally took them and put them in the LA Convention Center yeah. that same moment, I'd be like, oh, hey, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Totally. But because they're not there. And I, that actually gets me in so much trouble on a social <laughs> social level because people think, oh, she, like how many fucking times do I have to introduce myself to this chick and she doesn't even know me? And I'm I like, know. no, I do. It's just that I'm really, really bad at like distinguishing different yeah. people when they're out of the environments that I'm familiar with them being. Oh, yeah. The beard thing, though, 
Um, yeah, good shift back into the beards. I watch videos from like Russian slapping competitions. Do you watch those? What? 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 <laughs> I did. First of all, I didn't even know that that was a thing. Yeah. What do you mean you watch them like for fun? Yeah, like just like, clips. You, so what? You just like snuggle under the covers in bed on your phone and watch Russians slapping themselves? No, but like if if one goes viral specifically, or or if. <laughs> The YouTube algorithm recommends it to me because uh-huh. I've watched a few compilations in the past because they're literally just two dudes standing across from each other with a little table in between. And, dude, I mean, they just haul off and slap one oh, slap. God. But and, and I'm thinking about the beard thing and I'm like, there there's bearded dudes in those competitions. I don't it doesn't look like it helps them at all. They well, get they get fucking laid out. Well, you don't, but you can't tell. I mean, listen, if <laughs> right, if you're gonna be I'm not in measuring the, slapping, the actual, yeah, if you're gonna be in the slapping competition, probably all the people in that people, yeah, people. Why did that seem seem, seem super weird to me? Yeah, all the people uh, in that competition are gonna be able to slap each other really, really hard, harder than you. So it'll probably Shoot, yeah. for you seem like whoa, but for them, who knows? Maybe that's a that gives them an advantage. It might. Maybe you'll see a video where all of a sudden they all have to be clean shaven because one of them is going to listen to our podcast and be like, like, oh, oh." yeah, some of these people have been cheating. Yeah. They Uh, gained 37% of uh, whatever impact. Yeah. yeah. Facial dexterity. I don't know. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, moving from uh, Russians slapping each other to French serial killers. Another, oh, my good. second my second Fox News story. I got to tell you, Fox News really came through today. Oh, my Lord. I That's know. That's the only time you'll, you'll, you'll say that. I, it's true. Uh, so Fox News, French serial killer expert admits that he has made up everything, including the supposed murder of his non-existent wife. What? Yes, it's next level insane. <laughs> Thumbs up, Fox News, question mark? <laughs> oh, my gosh. 67-year-old Stephen, and obviously he's French, so I'm going to butcher this, Bourguignon? Bourguignon? Uh, yeah, sure. Stephen Bourguignon, uh, a well-respected and famous author in France known as a serial killer expert, so I'm assuming he writes true crime stuff, has decided to, quote, come clean... Uh, I've reached the moment of coming clean. My lies have weighed me down. Sometimes I make films in my head, unquote. His admissions to what he has lied about include never having worked with the FBI, never having interviewed Charles Manson, never having played professional soccer, a la football, for the Parisian team, the Red Star, and never never having a murdered wife. (laughs) Why... Did he have to make up the soccer thing? Why did he have I to don't make know. up? And none of this seems like this all seems like pretty easy shit you could fact check. Yeah. Like, there's got to be a list of people that I bet. Okay, so FBI, maybe not, you know, because it's not like the FBI is going to offer up a bunch of info. But Charles Manson, I feel like, okay, you could probably fact check that relatively easily if you were a reporter or somebody that suspected this person to be lying yeah and then never playing professional soccer slash football whatever you want to call it for the, the parisian a professional parisian team yeah how did, how did nobody catch on to this you can so, lie about stuff that 
you know, no one can fact check. But yeah, you yeah. can't lie about the stuff that's I mean, a, that's a, a, a Google away. Yeah, but apparently, I mean, the man's in his 60s, so people hadn't Googled it. Uh, and then apparently the famous story of his murdered wife. So uh, I guess because obviously I've never heard of this man until this article. So apparently uh, there was like a big thing about him having a wife that was murdered and it was relatively famous. And so this whole story was actually taken from the history of Susan Bickrest, who he knew briefly, liked her, but he, they were never married. Uh, and then she ended up getting murdered in Florida by serial killer Gerard Stano back in 1975. But he told everybody that they were married and then he murdered her when they were oh my together. Lord. Uh, he has confessed that all of his lies were due to his overwhelming drive to be popular. And that's where the story ends. Sounds like he's a three on the Enneagram. I know you don't want to talk Enneagram. I, but I don't even know what that means. I still don't think you've got me figured out on there yet. I don't. I don't uh, presuppose to have you figured out. I mean, no, I, I thought you said I, you, like, because we, I was I, asking you, and we were like, oh, you're a six or a seven. And no, I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't really fit. And that doesn't no, really fit. No, I've said well, now that an, we've dumped into this hole, you got to tell everybody what this is all about. <clears throat> well, Enneagram is a, a personality defining system that's like, you know, really old. I'm the worst person to ask as far as the, uh, they're like, stone cold facts about how it originated and where it came from but what i do know is i read a bunch about the enneagram as far as what number i am there's a scale of nine of one to nine and um it's all going to start to sound like bullshit when i explain it but you also have a wing and the wing is whatever number could be on either side of that number so i'm a four wing three mm-hmm but then within the number, there are different subtypes. There is the self-preservation four, the social four, or the sexual four. And those each mean different things. But I I am I have been all in on this for some time, as we know. I mean, while we were, you know, at Nerdist, I'd be talking about this. Mm-hmm. I find it very helpful. When I bring up the Enneagram and you can take tests online and figure out um I find it, people are like, well, it just puts me in a box. I don't want to be put in a box. I don't feel like it puts people in a box. I think it helps people relate to each other and understand how different personalities see things so that now I can communicate better. Like I can know, well, if Jess is an eight on the Enneagram, she'll take this this way. And me being a four, I'll take that this way. So I can better like use language to connect with an eight. You can better use language to connect with a four, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all. And, and and a three, you know, not to be like reductive, but I think would probably lie for the sake of their image because they're ah. very, very, very image conscient. Con- image conscious. 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 Yeah. Conscious. Um, yeah. Yeah. I always get a, I always get a big kick of people that are like, I don't want to be put in a box. I don't want to be labeled. And then they'll sit there and read. They're like major astrology followers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, it, I, and I'm yeah. just like, what? Or like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. And that is just, I just bring that up because it's gotten more popular now that all of that well, spirituality is kind of bubbled to the surface of everybody, pop culture. Everybody has their thing that they're willing to defend and then they have the things they'll be like, that's bullshit. Well, what isn't bullshit is this thing I'm into. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, you know, it's either all bullshit or it's not. Yep. 
All right, so main story time. Main <laughs> yes. story time. All right, so did you hear about the scientists that have found proof of a parallel universe? It's been buzzy. No. Oh, oh God. Okay, where the fuck have you been? Dude, I've only news. been I've I've only been making Onyx TikToks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But if they banned you. <laughs> They've been, no, I got back on, uh, and then they deleted one of mine today, but I haven't been banned again in like a week and a half. Oh my God. Somebody over at TikTok is out to get you. I think I'm on a watch list, which I guess is a thing I didn't know about. Oh, probably. Well, anyway, so uh, a day or two ago, this article started making the rounds of, you know, every popular like, like baby site. And, and and good news sites as well about how scientists have been able have actually scientists have actually found evidence that looked like there could be a parallel universe and that in this parallel universe time was moving backwards from us. Okay. So, so Berenstain Berenstein situation, right? Yeah. And uh and uh, you know the thing with that is that a lot of people were like, I think it took off because a whoa, but also b everybody's stuck at home. And hey, there's a part of you that's like, well, even though I'm miserable, at least my alternate self in this <laughs> right. alternate universe is not miserable. Assuming that that's the case, right. uh, but there's hope. There's this weird Pandora's box of hope that is kind of just there now because you think, well, it's not all all bad. Yeah. But then Jackson Ryan over at CNET took that all away from us and he said, bullshit, uh, this entire thing is a bag of lies. None of it. The scientists haven't actually found proof of a parallel universe. And here is the breakdown. Um, and we're all going to have a breakdown because of it. Yesterday, news was abuzz with the story that scientists believe that they had found possible proof of a parallel universe making its way backwards in time. And then less than, I'd say less than 24 hours later, or at least when I noticed it, it was less than 24 hours later, uh, a la today, news outlets are reporting that we are all idiots for thinking that they were reporting on that the first go around was true and that in fact scientists have not discovered a parallel universe. So I think well, in my my janky uh typing situation that I did here what I meant to say was that you know news outlets all ran with this. Everybody did. Everybody yeah. ran with this information and then today they're all like a, a lot of the higher brow news outlets are kind of like trying to write these articles that are like eye rolly articles like oh did you really think that that's what we meant? No. It's not because they scientists, it's not actually proven because yeah. what ended up happening is that all of these reports got picked up from some site that's just like this random kind of slightly BS <laughs> behind a paywall site and nobody decided to fact check anything else. Gotcha. So, um, so all the highbrow news sites are now trying to act as if it's all our fault for believing. It was like something it. pulled from creepypasta or something. Yeah, no, it's not that bad. But uh, so CNET, specifically the article that I got for this report, is reporting that the experiment conducted in Antarctica, because there is an experiment actually going on that NASA is putting together in Antarctica, that is totally legit. Okay, uh, about uh, alternate dimensions. No, it's not about alternate dimensions. It's just kind of about these um, things called, uh, oh, what are they called? Uh, neutrinos, these high energy particles. And you're kind of making me jump around in my story here, but oh, these yeah. particles. I'll write it of, out. Well, the particles are 
did uh do you know his dark materials no i i mean i know what it is but i don't know okay details. well there's this thing that they call dust in the in the his dark materials series that's like in everything in all over the universe and there's okay. like gazillions of them that is kind of the same thing with these neutrinos is they um bombard us from space constantly they don't hurt us or anything but scientists have found a way to kind of measure them and in the hopes of discovering more about you know deep space and how everything came to be so that's what the actual um the actual experiment up in alaska or i'm sorry up in antarctica is about okay so that part is true. Um, gotcha. So CNET is reporting that the experiment conducted in Antarctica, which was giving us all hope that somewhere on some dimension, our alternate version of ourselves was not living in the dumpster fire that is 2020 has turned out to be is actually untrue. And in indeed, there is no hope for any of us. <laughs> uh, all the current news articles have pulled their info from a paywalled site called New Scientist which had written the article about the potential alternate universe about a month ago, back in April. And from that, the actual findings of data findings were two years old before the New Scientist article even ran. Gotcha. So it's already like, you know, it's it's been out there. Just for whatever reason, it picked up steam this time. Uh, yeah. New Scientist's references NASA's ANITA, which is Antarctic Impulsive Transient Antenna Project as the origin of the discovery of this potential alternate universe, but it's not really. Uh, Anita basically essentially like listens to outer space in an attempt to detect high energy particles known as neutrinos, which was what I was talking to you about. Particles that constantly bombard our planet, um, bombard us, like pass through solids, like they just are constantly in motion. Um, and for whatever reason, they don't hurt us, but thank God, because else we would be, you know, not here. Mm -hmm. uh, but that being said, occasionally Anita does detect anom anomalous events, and the findings from these events currently cannot be explained by our current understanding of physics. So this is where it got a little cloudy, I think, where people locked on to the alternate universe sitch was that definitely weird stuff is happening with this Anita project. Yeah. But, and, and it cannot be explained. Scientists do not know what and why it is happening. Yeah. One of the hypotheses, hypotheses, one of the hypotheses, one of the guesses. <laughs> yeah. One of the educated guesses is that it could potentially be a parallel universe, but jumping straight to parallel universe just because there's an anomaly is a pretty big jump. Mm -hmm. And basically, scientists are saying, hey, listen, chances are, no, that's not what this is. But we don't know what it is. So we have to look at all possibilities. Yeah. And alternate universe is just one of those all possibilities. And that, sure. But that doesn't make for a good headline. What makes for a good headline is scientists. Alternate dimensions are real. Alternate dimensions. Yeah. So one of the quotes from the article that CNET ran is, jumping straight to parallel universes is a little over the top, and there are less mind-boggling theories that could explain what Anita has detected. There are a number of potential candidate particles that could account for the results from Anita, says uh, Geraint Lewis, an astrophysicist at the University of Sydney. And whilst, he actually said the word whilst, I love it. Whilst parallel yeah. universes sound exciting and sexy when discussing the Anita signal, alternative ideas are still on the table, he notes. He also says, 
That doesn't mean the idea is wrong, but the weight of evidence is currently against it. Okay. So, yeah, there's a chance, but I wouldn't hold my breath on it. Yeah. <laughs> is basically what all that boils down to. But also why, I mean, if alternate dimensions were real, I wonder why we collectively assume that they'd be better. I mean, what if the alternate well, timeline is worse than this? Yeah, I know no. it's hard to think of a of a, a worse timeline than Trump and a pandemic, but what if there is what if the alternate timeline is worse? Well, so I always think it's a win-win. So, if it's worse, you're happy that you're on this side of it. Yeah. So that makes you happy. And if it's if it's not worse, then, you know, you're not as happy. But at least you have this weird hope that, hey, well, at least alternate me. Maybe there's an escape yeah. where alternate me is happy over on that side. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, that's honest to God. That's the first thing I thought of when I uh, before I read the article all the way through and realized I was being trolled by science right. was like, oh, whoa, cool. Maybe maybe alternate. What's alternate just doing right now? Maybe she's got this cool thing happening or that cool thing happening. Right. And, huh, I wonder if one day science. I mean, if science is able to detect the alternate universe, one day I might be able to go over there. You know, like just yeah, exactly. sci-fi uh, mindset, you know, which is why I love that kind of shit. Yeah. But, um, but just that little grain of hope uh, yeah. is there. And I think, <laughs> right. you know, that can, that's, that's the thing. That's, that's the fly in the ointment. Yeah. And that maybe you could catch like a, uh, we're a glitch of that Jessica's yeah. happiness. Not that you're unhappy. I'm just saying that that other timeline being better, that you could get a glimpse of it and just yeah. feel some weird yeah. slipstream somehow. Yeah. But <laughs> well, yeah, what... either way, I feel like that kind of equates to a win-win. Yeah. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I figure. I would, I'd like to believe there's an alternate timeline where dinosaurs still exist. Yeah, I don't need those. I just have always thought it'd be great if dinosaurs were still kicking I think it. that'd be so fucking scary. I've, I feel, I feel oh. like they'd be, but they'd be kept somewhere. I mean, you know, Jurassic yeah. Park. Jurassic but Park. I think they'd be, but, but Jurassic Park was specifically about creating dinosaurs. I'm saying if, if dinosaurs existed today, I don't think there'd be any wild ones. Like, yeah. I, well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe there would be like a Serengeti equivalent of. Yeah. Of of wild free roaming dinosaurs, yeah, maybe a section of Disney Park in Animal Kingdom would be yeah, exactly free roaming dinosaurs, yeah. Um, instead of uh, Pandora, Pandora. I don't. Let's not even talk about that whole thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's one topic we can't get into in bizarre states is Avatar. Let's not get into Avatar. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing a woolly mammoth still yeah. being alive. Totally. But I don't need a full-blown dinosaur. If you can give me the, like, in-between, I'll take an yeah. in-between, but I don't, I don't need know. to have, like, T-Rex hanging out. I just feel like woolly mammoth would be such a, uh, man, there's got to be a better term than cocktease, but woolly mammoth would be such a cocktease for wanting to see a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. I guess That's a so. horrible term. That's a horrible That's a, term. That entire sentence was almost as bad as me talking about my dinner. It, it, it's horrible because it, uh, well, because it's it's rooted in in like, uh, God, it's bad. Anyway, woolly mammoth. If I saw a woolly mammoth, 
all I would want is to then see a dinosaur. I wouldn't be satiated by the woolly mammoth sighting. Let's just wow, put it that way. Wow, this entire, you just need to stop. <laughs> Everything coming out of your mouth now sounds somewhat filthy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Well, I'm going to awkwardly Ugh. move us into listener stories. Sure. But first, I want to give a shout out to Joshua for our first official piece of fan art for the Untold oh, hell Hour. yeah. And it looks so good. It's great. It's kind of got like an anime flair to it. Yeah, I'm really liking it. So I'm going to be posting that up on our Facebook fan page. Um, thank you very much for folks that want to check it out. Definitely go and look for the photos because it's going to be the only one on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just just to explain it uh, audibly, it's got you. Yes. Me. Yep. It's got an alien. Mm-hmm. Aliens. It's, it's got a Mothman. I like Mothman. Yeah. And uh, and then and more. Honestly, my favorite part of the whole thing is the lettering. I love the oh, lettering. Oh, yeah, totally. The lettering's the best. I have a weird thing for good lettering. Oh, I agree. It also, I have to say, it's been the first time since starting the new podcast outside of the official art that we've seen any anybody interpret the title. And it actually uh, makes me feel really good to look at it and be like, yeah, yeah we're the untold hour. Yeah. And this fan art has actually helped solidify this podcast in my mind. Yeah, because it gives you this like kind of visual crystallization of of it. And like, right, we're here. We're doing it. And uh, we're not going to stop. Not going to stop. Till Mothman takes us away. Yeah. One can only hope. <laughs> uh, moving into... I told Listener you I went back stories. to Mothman for... Uh, for oh, Yeah. Expedition X, right? Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. When does that episode air? Do you know? Or has oh, that it? was. I think. Oh, that. Yeah, Expedition X. The first season's already it's done running. Done. Okay. Yeah, it's all finished. And right now, everybody's just trying to figure out how to move forward, because since it's so travel heavy, and it, we've got yeah. editors and all that stuff, it's a matter. Of, you know, and you everybody's got to stay safe. It's just like, what can we do, and how can we do it? So. No, dude. It's so, um, but we'll figure it out. It's just you know. Everything's, everything's, it can't rain all the time. Whoa, to quote Eric Draven. <laughs> Dude, can I just say, first of all, the amount of TikToks I upload that have to do with the crow are many. Oh, I fucking love it. I gotta say, remind me when we're off the Zoom to send you a TikTok that somebody, now people are tagging me in like legit crow TikToks. Yes. It's like a scene, dude. It's and, a scene? You found a, you found a crow oh. scene? Here's the thing about TikTok. I'll keep this brief. It's kind of known for like cheesy dances and cringy stuff. There, just like in anything, there are subcultures. And because of Onyx, like I've tapped into the goth subcultures of TikTok and the e-boy, e-girl. I mean, I'm going to sound like an old man and I am, but I, you know, what I like about goth culture is that it reinvents itself and like it, it, and in in a new way with a new name every generation. Yeah. An e-boy or e-girl is, you know, I, I wouldn't say it's goth, 
I was going to say, it's, I don't think that's goth necessarily, it's, right? It, but it can bleed into goth. And I think the true yeah. goths, here's the thing, true goths are like a constant. Mm-hmm. A true goth of 2020 looks like you in high school. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no difference. The, the e-girl movement, some of them can have tinges of goth. Like and suicide dolls? What was it? Suicide? Suicide girls. Girls? Yeah, I mean, e-girl can be like wearing a gas mask, shaving part of your eyebrows, bright green hair, but then like black leather straps over a oh, shirt. Oh, I gotcha. So kind of like, um, kind, kind of, of like a cyberpunk. Yeah, cyberpunky. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so all that to say, then there are people that are just like, goths on tiktok and then there's all these crow like memes this this person sent me one of this guy transforming into the crow and uh it's wonderful I, i'll send it to you god yes can i be a part of this tiktok i don't want to have yeah. to join it but can i live vicariously through you will you just send me the good ones i'll um, i'll make sure to send you the the uh the good crow tiktoks perfect 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 <laughs> i'm into the, i'm into that now all of a sudden tiktok is starting to look a lot more appealing <laughs> yeah you just got to find you know your your crew My jam. on the app yeah all right well shifting over to uh rafael rafael writes hello chobot bowser and aristotle i told jess i was going to share this story months ago and completely forgot and some amazing people would remind me on the lives i think he means live streams but um me being a bubblehead would forget by the time that those would end. Finally, here's my experience at Gravity Hill in Silmar. Uh, so I don't know, Bowser, if you know that I did this. but I know that you did this. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right? Fine. Fuck. Fine. Fuck. <laughs> you did it on your YouTube channel. Cool. If that's cool. No, I don't want to talk about it either. Uh, anyway. You'd be more annoyed if I said I didn't know. That's true. All right. <laughs> you, got, you got me on that one. All right. So this <laughs> happened back in the 90s when my roommate friends and I were really into exploring haunted and creepy places. One of those places was Gravity Hill. Now, we visited it a few times. Once we found it in a book very similar to the one Jess has. So just so you know, for folks that don't know that I... Okay, so for a couple things. For a couple things. Yes, Bowser is correct. I have done this Gravity Hill in Silmar for my YouTube channel. And so if you watch my YouTube channel or go and watch that video, you will see that I have a book that's basically Haunted California that breaks down... So, you know, somewhat haunted locations and where you can find them. So that's what I think he is referencing. Uh, So one night with us being bored, we decided to go check it out. In our book, it stated that once you put the car in neutral, it would not only roll uphill, but it would start to swerve into the old gate on the cemetery. When we went, the whole cemetery looked fun and creepy uh, the way that all cemeteries look at night we were there around midnight and sure enough the car did just that we were floored we did it a few times and it did the same thing each time a few of us even went off the road to see if there is a trick in the road but we didn't see anything with our eyes so we decided to go home and come back with a ball and test it and that is what we did so a few weeks later we went back with a few different size balls to test Again, we were there around midnight. We tested a golf ball, which didn't move at all because it would get stuck in the gravel of the road. We took a tennis ball, which had the same result, but we went and bought a handball, the elementary school types of handballs, and sure enough, it started rolling. We were shocked. Now we took two two carloads of people. So we had one car parked just past the gate and another park behind where we were placing the balls. 
That way we had the headlights shining at us so that we could see everything. Then we heard the first bang, something hitting the car, and out of nowhere it started raining pebbles. We first assumed that there must have been some other people off the embankment of the road tossing them at us. And one of my friends yelled, don't move. We looked at her and asked why, and that's where the hairs in the back of my head, or on the back of my head and arms, stood up. I started to look around because I felt something. What? I don't know. I had never felt that feeling before. But that's when she said to look where the little stones were falling. That's when we noticed that they were hitting the cars in the street. But where we were all standing, there was a perfect triangle and we were in the center of it with no rocks at all. No sooner had we noticed that, that the rocks stopped. We probably stood there for a few seconds more, but it felt like forever just staring at each other. And then we all ran and piled into the cars and left. But the car that I was in had to go back because I was not about to leave a handball there. I mean, I would have said, mm. fuck it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Bye, bye, handball. Uh, so yeah. yeah, the ball trick does work. The ball just needs to be big enough. And that's my experience at the Gravity Hill. Um, told you it wasn't going to burst your bubble, Jess. That's because, you know, everybody, when I mentioned in my video going and doing Gravity Hill, all the comments were like, it's a trick, it's a trick, it's a trick, you know, it's yeah. like blah, 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 blah. And so um, I didn't want to hear it, basically. And I was totally. like, don't don't ruin this for me. I had so much fun. And so he had, he was warning me, like, no, the story's not going to ruin it for you. Yeah. Uh, he says, maybe I will write again and tell you about the time the same roommate was tossed halfway across the room by an entity. But that one, even though I was there, I actually don't really remember. I know it because I saw the aftermath the next day and I was told not only what happened, but what I said and did. Oh, Sounds creepy. Have Dude, how many one, listener Bye. stories? How many listener stories d did we get that ended with a tease of an even greater listener story? So many of them end with, maybe next time I'll write and tell you about that time a demon came into my room and shook my hand, and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. They always true. end with this like. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I have. Well, do you think yeah. that's because of the habit of growing up? There's always the hook. At the end of the mystery, like there's the thing at the end of a mystery that kind of keeps you wondering. I wonder if yeah. subconsciously people write us their listener stories telling us this tale, true or not. I like to yeah. think that they're true, um, but that that's where kind of that that approach happens. And I, I don't even know if they realize they're doing it. And I think, yeah, that. And I also think that as people write out their story, they that then remember it was like the other day when we were on bigfoot collectors club and they asked us mm -hmm. about our personal experiences and for a minute i was like oh i have none and then i was like oh i saw that zombie one time and oh i've had like nightmare nightmares were demon you know i had sleep paralysis but like yeah. sometimes you just don't Doesn't think click. of them and then yeah. once you're sitting and typing it out and you get to the end of it you're like oh hey maybe next time i'll tell you about that time you know a ghost pirate ship yeah. parked in my backyard yeah i shook this <laughs> I shook Satan's hand at a crossroads. Yeah. Uh, FYI, I don't recommend ever doing that. That's Gravity Hill? News. No. Shaking, or shaking, devil, shaking the devil's hand. The devil's hand at a crossroads. Just yeah. don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right. So this comes from Melissa. It's not really a listener story, but she, I do like the fact that she's re recommended these two really kind of cool, creepy old books that you can read for free. So okay. I thought... You know, you and I had always talked about starting kind of a, a book recommendation club on Bizarre States. We never really got around to it. 
So I thought, um, but Melissa here mentioned some books and it's worth checking out. So she says, this is from Melissa. Hi, Jess and Bowser. I don't know if you've heard of these books before. I hadn't. I found them while looking through publicdomainreview.org. And they made me think of the things you cover. If you can use them for anything, that would be cool. Just wanted to share. I don't know if we'll be able to use them for anything, but I'm definitely going to read them. Says I'm excited that you guys are back at the podcast game. Thank you very much. And the books are The Book of Dreams and Ghosts that I think was written. I think 1897 is the year it was written or published. And then The Dreams of an Inventor in 1420. Hmm. Um, and or those are just URL numbers. But uh, if you, I'm going to take these links that she sent and put them also in our Facebook notes. And that way, if you guys are interested in checking out these books, because it's a pretty cool site uh, and they're pretty cool books, I highly recommend you check them out. And I and and I wouldn't mind starting a book recommendation club. Up. Oh. Yeah. That was that's cool. All yeah. right, we got I think one more here. It's kind of long, but it's our last one, and then we are good to go. So this one comes from Jenna. Let me find. Okay. Hi, Justin Bowser. I'm so happy to have you guys back. I've been on the Bizarro Listener Story waiting list for a few years now. Feel oh, free whoa. to share my name. Oh, good. I'm glad we got to this then. Like many of us, ever since I was little, I loved Star Wars. I didn't have the best childhood, though, so the movies became a beloved form of escapism. I was about 11 when the original trilogy was butchered, then re-released in theaters. Oh, I love her already. (laughs) I loved it because I got to spend the summer sneaking in to watch them over and over. I would imagine that if I could train to become a Jedi, then Luke, Han, and Leia would pick me up in the Falcon and take me away to a better life. So like any kid with an active imagination, I was always trying to move shit around with my mind. Or you're just going for that Daisy Ridley role. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, nothing happened until one night when I had to go with my mom and wait around until her AA meeting was done. I went to a lot of them with her. Many were held in church spaces. Now, this was sort of a mega church with a big fancy Sunday school building. I went in to explore as usual. I came across a bathroom with one of those attached lounge areas. And the lounge area had a couch, a sink, etc. The actual toilet was separated by a swinging door. It was the only room that had electricity turned on, so I thought it would be a good place to practice my Jedi training. I took my mood ring off. Awesome. It was a real silver ring, not plastic. Awesome. And put it on the end of the table by the couch, closed my eyes, and concentrated on using the force. I had my eyes closed for about 10 minutes, and when I opened them, the ring was gone to my surprise. I was all excited and looked over to the sink counter where I had pictured it moving, but it wasn't there. I looked everywhere in that damn bathroom, but couldn't find the ring. Finally, on my fourth or fifth search, I found it lying on the floor behind the toilet. There was no way it could have rolled off the table and gotten there on its own. For one thing, the swinging door separating the two areas didn't have a gap large enough that it could have fit through, and I easily would have heard it if it somehow fell and then rolled over there. I was always a hopeful skeptic, so I was stumped, but I chose to believe that I really could be a Jedi. That or some <laughs> ghost saw me sitting in the bathroom like an idiot and decided to fuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Either one, honestly, either of those would be cool. Right. I'll take either option. I'll take either option. So I tried moving things a lot after that, but the only results I got were while I was outside, so it wasn't a controlled environment. But thanks, guys. Love the podcast. And then she says, P.S. to me. I just wanted to tell you how much I appreciate you being so open about your experiences in motherhood. I'm a new mom. 
While I was pregnant, I was totally weirded out by the whole thing because I never pictured myself as a mom. I went back and re-listened to the original podcast, and it was so comforting to know that I wasn't the only one who didn't go into Earth Goddess Ultra Mom mode right when becoming <laughs> pregnant. Things are good now, just dealing with the usual lack of sleep. Hearing your experiences made me feel sane. So thank you. Well, and oh, thank you good. for saying that too, because that's actually why I talk about it so openly, is yeah. I felt very unprepared and that there was nobody I could talk to and it was a combination of you know um uh, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, babies are so wonderful so wonderful so wonderful and yeah. uh which yes they are of course but they're also hard as fuck to deal with and so yeah, yeah you know you didn't you never heard the other side of that story that much so mm -hmm. thank you for that cool story that is all cool. right and that's it that's all we've got for today hell yeah Parallel universes are a lie. All hope is gone. Um, yep. And, we only have uh, this reality. This is the only one, uh, you know, that we're in now. I mean, you know, who's to say? I mean, I still think we crossed over in Berenstain, Berenstain land. Uh, somebody, I mentioned I that actually in the Twitter page for uh, our Untold Hour Twitter channel. And uh, and uh, somebody was like, it all happened when everybody tried to storm Area 51. <laughs> right. And then it all went berserk. I'm like, oh my that gosh, was you're right. That was yeah. the split. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? So anyway, that is Oof. it. If you guys are interested in on following us on our socials, speaking of Twitter, our Twitter handle is at Untold Hour Pod. Our Instagram is at The Untold Hour. And you can send us your listener stories to our email address, theuntoldhourpod at gmail.com. Or you can also access that actually through our Instagram page and email us directly through that. Uh, if you want to be a part of the Facebook group, which is super, super fun, you can go to the Untold Hour Facebook group. That's all you got to search. It should pop up. Uh, right now, I still need to invite people in in the sense that I haven't changed the settings because I don't know where they are. Facebook has changed everything on me again, and I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so I am trying to hunt down the area of Facebook in which I could make it free for all people to come on and post as they please as long as everybody promises to not be weird and follow yeah. the mild rules that we have on there. Um, right. I would have done it long ago, except I have no idea where anything is anymore. So if you know, please tweet at me or something and yeah. help me because I am at a loss. Um, also, if you guys are listening to this, I know that we can be found across everywhere that most fine podcasts can be found. So, you know... Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, what have you. Uh, please, I know it's a little bit of effort, but if you could leave a um, a uh, review or whatever, you know, thumbs up or stars or hearts or whatever it takes, please do so. It makes it easier for everybody else to find us. And it also yeah. makes us feel like we're not just speaking into the void. Um, and also, I want to give one last thing, one shout out to the Bigfoot Collectors Club. In case mm -hmm. you guys missed it, we were on their podcast last week. I'm going to post that as well on Facebook. Uh, be sure to check it out if you get the chance. Um, it, it's We've been trying to get on there for a while, and we finally were both able to make it work, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was, and we're going to try to get those guys on our show. Yeah, because they were on for Bizarre States, but they need to be on for the Untold Hour. Yeah. And that's all I got. You want to do right. the outro? Let's do it. This has been Jessica Chobot and Andrew Bowser, and you've been listening to the untold hour. Bye. Bye. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.